welcome to Bibliophile Valiant Adventures with me, Michael from the Baltic Sea. I am coming to you, maybe live, maybe not, uh, from the Baltic Sea, where I am engaged in an adventure uh, in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> so join me for this exploration of Rye Volume 1 trade paperback from Valiant. Um, thank you just endlessly to uh, Michael from Texas for hosting this podcast, and uh, it means a lot to me. Let's just say that. I hope that any listeners are getting the same amount of enjoyment or even more um, out of this podcast, out of following the latest Valiant comics, because... Uh, it seems like um, the mighty have fallen, uh, hard cast is no more, uh, valiant effort uh, went down a long time ago, and of course, uh, Valiant Comics Review from Only the Valiant um, was, uh, it finished about a thousand years ago. Uh, we're here in 4002 AD, I believe. And uh, we are following the adventures of Rai. So if, like me, you are a Valiant fan and you're not too much of an expert on Rai, let me give you the skinny. So it is now 2,000 years after the now of Valiant comics. Um, the world is a wasteland. It's kind of a Mad Max scenario. Uh, the only remnants of civilization and technology were up on New Japan in orbit around the planet Earth. Uh, the entire, yes, the entire country of Japan, the island of Japan, was lifted into orbit. Um, I believe uh, had something to do with live wire, although I'm not too sure about that. And um, the whole uh, the whole sort of uh, exo-continent, is that a word? Was... Um, was controlled by an artificial intelligence named Father. In the 90s Valiant, it was Grandmother. So there's a lot of tie-ins. Uh, basically the same story as far as I, with my very dim knowledge, can follow. So uh, Rai is the sort of immortal protector of New Japan. He's also kind of bloodshot. He is the ultimate... Um, end point of the bloodshot project and so he's like the 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 ultra bloodshot and uh he can do everything he can sort of teleport he can walk through walls he can manifest this like uh energy sword and whatever uh but um the weakness is that he's still human and he realizes that um this artificial intelligence is a despot and he decides to crash New Japan down to Earth. That all happened uh, this time around in um, in Fallen World. So I looked for this trade. I've got it somewhere on my shelf. A bit of my backstory. Uh, I literally just moved house a couple months ago now. And it was kind of like this traumatic experience of packing up everything. And just like running away. Um 
I'm not going to belittle the experience of refugees, but man, I felt kind of a little more sympathy, even in my sheltered life, um, just tossing everything into boxes or tossing it away and running out the door. (laughs) Uh, It was pretty wild. I managed to bag up my comics um, in old Amazon uh, packing and whatever I could find and just stuff them in boxes. And now they're still packed and stuffed into an old cupboard. So it's pretty chaotic. I couldn't find Fallen World. Really sorry. Uh, But that was a nice trade. Um, I enjoyed Fallen World. And the reason I'm reviewing Rai 1, Volume 1 rather, is that um, I enjoyed that too. I'm not going to review a trade if I didn't enjoy it this time around. So, for example, I just kind of missed out Livewire Volume 3 and Volume 2. Correct me if I got that wrong. But um, if I didn't enjoy it, I'm just not going to tell you about it. That's fine. Uh, If you like it, cool. Get in touch. Tell me why. Um, I don't mind. Uh, But I'm just going to review whichever trades I really like and I kind of want to share. So... I'm not that big into Rye, but I did enjoy Fallen World. I enjoy the Mad Max vibe that I'm getting off of it. Um, I'm, I will unapologetically say I enjoy the fact that it's Dan Abnett that is writing these stories. Dan Abnett, I knew from Warhammer stories, um, to be precise, one Warhammer book, which I actually read more or less cover to cover uh, back in the day. I had no idea that he was a comics uh, author, but I enjoyed his, um, I think it was, oh man, is it Gaunt's Ghosts? Maybe not. Uh, the other one, the, the comedy one, the uh, the comedy Warhammer 40k novel. Um, I don't think I got through the whole thing, but I found it bearable, which was way better than most um, Warhammer novels. But I get this kind of feeling like it really fits um, the far future uh, post-apocalyptic nightmare that is Rye. So um, let's actually just jump straight into the action. So issue number one, we've got the writer, we've got uh, Dan Abnett, as I said. The artist is Juan Jose Reap. Yeah, Reap, let it rip. Um, Sorry. He is strangely one of my favorite Valiant artists. And the reason is because he draws these messy... I mean, he's a, he's a great artist. The things he draws are really kind of... Um, let's say he's a brilliant illustrator. Uh, his lines are really clean. And he is a realist. But he only kind of draws one face. And this always gets me... <laughs> Whatever he does to a character's face, sorry, whatever he does to a character's faces, they always look the same. (laughs) I don't mean to say like he's bad at faces, but you can tell it's a Juan Jose Reap face. And all the expressions are always like uh, extremely creepy. (laughs) Even when they're kind and uh, pleasant experience uh, faces, they're really creepy. 
And uh, if you've never seen one of his books, it's worth checking this out. I think any of them is is fine because uh, you're going to see some great art and you're going to see what I mean immediately. Um, smiling faces, uh, angry faces. It fits perfectly with Dan Abner because he's he's into military fiction, okay? Military science fiction, Warhammer 40k. And Rai, I guess, is Warhammer 40k. Come on, he's a space samurai. And um, I'm apologizing uh, in advance to, um, to Nerdy Legion if we get into trouble for mentioning uh, trademark stuff. It's a trademark of Games Workshop. Um, we do not own that. Warhammer 40k, and um, please don't sue us. So, um, but there is very much this vibe of like uh, a dark, grim future and all that. Um, anyway, but with a valiant flavor. So, what's happened uh, so far is that New Japan has fallen. Uh, the Earth is populated by a weird assortment of scavengers. And basically characters out of Mad Max. Uh, you've got uh, Anarcho Barons. They are pretty much the the cast of Mad Max. <laughs> you can even see some of the vehicles there in the background. Um, I mean, I think that's been done so much that it's hardly it's hardly controversial to talk about that, right? Okay, so we've got the uh, got like some cars and stuff um, and dead uh, technology on pikes around the camp. Um, Rai is off to go and capture the 12 backups of Father, the AI. Um, the Anarcho Barons kind of briefly try to stop him. And so there's this theme in every issue of the trade. Uh, someone will try to stop Rai. Very good. Um, he's accompanied by Rai Jin, who is the original Rai. There have been various versions of Rai as they perfected the technology Raijin is the first one. He's purely uh, tech. He's not human at all. So basically, he's Astro Boy. Again, apologies. Astro Boy is a trademark, I'm pretty sure. Um, this is a sort of Mad Max Astro Boy. Uh, oh, dear. So we've got Mad Max with dinosaurs. Um, there's some awesome moments in this uh, issue. Um, Raijin has to prove that he's Raijin, so he goes and flies and uh, trashes a bunch of Anarcho Barons with his anti-grav pulse, thought that was cool. They go and find, of course, a vestige of civilization, uh, a gas station with a lovely uh, bar attached, of course, and the bartender is freaked out, um, as if he's never seen these Anarcho Barons before, I mean seriously. Um, they have dinosaurs, so that's fair. So yeah, we got, um, we've now ticked all of the Valiant boxes. We've got, uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Weird Wasteland, um, we've got some pop culture tropes, um, and we've got dinosaurs, so everything is good. Uh, in my opinion, we're back to peak Valiant. Uh, everything seems fine. Uh, so Rai takes out some dinosaurs and the Narco Barons using his awesome uh, super fighting speed, too fast for you to see. We've got some world-building references, Geoman wept. 
Um, so we've got this kind of environmental catastrophe going on. And uh, you know that the geomancer is going to pop up soon and be involved in repairing that. Did I mention the covers? Uh, the covers are awesome. I would almost be tempted to go with these covers um, as a reason for buying this volume because <laughs> the covers are crazy. Uh, much like with the Killers trade paperback, um, these are just beautiful, awesome Japanese-inspired, kind of anime-inspired action covers. Uh, what do we got here? One of the artists is Kale Gu. Um, apologies, I'm going to pronounce everything wrong. Uh, it's a nice collaboration with Casio, it says here. I have no idea, but it's just great. Um, you can imagine kind of like a Mortal Kombat Street Fighter 2 sort of theme. So issue two, our wanderers proceed um, through a blighted city, a ghost zone, Rai says. Um, another standard of Valiant 4001 AD issues here is... Um, an uninhabited um, habitation so there's a <laughs> there's a kind of suburban housewife hanging out in this uh, empty house uh, Loki at first I was thinking like is this meant to be a Norse mythology reference but no it's Loki it's genius Loki it's a Latin reference um, again we've got kind of peak valiant back in action here so um, it's an automated home, a smart home, but obviously um, the AI of the home is going to try and trap our heroes, and indeed she does. So um, Loki kind of multiplies into various um, business attire versions of herself, but one is blue, pink, uh, etc., uh, purple. And um, this continues. They have a kind of uh, kung fu fight, obviously, <laughs> uh, with heels. And um, she starts beating down the rise until they manage to find, um, what are they called again? The backup. Yeah. So the offspring of father. Um, Rai smashes through a wall, of course. Uh, they smash the offspring. Yeah. But the big, uh, the big question that's running through this whole issue, uh, it's a little confusing. The relationship between Rai and Rai Jin um, is whether Rai is going to have to destroy Rai Jin once he's destroyed father's backups, because AI is bad. Um, Rai wants to be a human, and so there's this kind of constant tension. There's a little bit of ping pong. Uh, yeah, and they kind of go go over this um, philosophical stuff every time they have an encounter. So, like, um, Rai leaves uh, the AI in the habitation module alone, still alive. And, oh boy, does she have a wine hosey rib face uh, by the end of it, just this, like, pretty terrible uh, 
sort of frozen scream. You, if you haven't seen his art before, you you, you should check this out. Um, you'll know what I mean. Um, but Raijin says to him, did you empathize with Loki because she looked convincingly human? Or because she was a fellow construct? Did she remind you of what you were or what you want to be? I want to be a man of peace. She deserved peace. I'm sure this is a subject we will revisit. So um, I think the idea is that he left her kind of frozen. Uh, and you see that uh, the Rai's are being followed by these sort of robot soldiers. So issue three, we got more dinosaurs. This time it looks like a Diplodocus or something like that, a Patasaurus. Uh, but a lot of them, <laughs> they're about to squash the rise. Um, but uh, Big Rye is uh, kind of catatonic, and Little Rye has to rescue him with his flight mode. So off they go. Um, Little Rye zaps a T-Rex with an ultrasonic code burst, obviously. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, there's a lot of this like weird... Um, and slightly, uh, I don't know, unconvincing to me uh, tech stuff. But in the end, it doesn't matter because uh, it's valiant. It's cool. It works. So off they go with a catatonic Rai. Um, and Rai Jin is uh, getting lonely, even though uh, as Astro Boy, you know, he knows that he's, he's going to be fine. So, um, and they're being hunted by this robo-soldier, uh, on a quad bike. It's all going well. Uh, the robo-soldier has a gigantic gun, just crazy huge. Um, so you know that this is uh, this is all working out how it should be. So Rai is in a um, computer simulation uh, dreamscape. He's been grabbed by uh, Lula. I'm only pretty vague. I have read... Um, Battle for New Japan. I'm slightly vague on who Momo and Lula are. Um, I know that Momo is uh, Rai's love interest. And Lula was kind of the one who brought down New Japan, really. Uh, but other than that, I'm a little vague. Um, so I'm sorry. It's actually Lula who is chasing Rai down. And... Uh, trying to help him, I guess, or um, just trying to find out what's going on. While she's hacking him, he's um, comatose, which is not good. So basically, um, Rai will fight some code monsters. That's pretty awesome. Uh, while Rai Jin is fighting this robo-soldier out in the real world. Now, the code monsters kind of look like uh, Cambrian explosion creatures. I'm not sure if that was deliberate or whether there's like some kind of Japanese mythology happening here. But either way, it's brilliant. Um, it's really lovely. Uh, kind of combines some of the aesthetic of Battle for New Japan era Rai with, I'm not sure what. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I have a feeling we might get more of this stuff. So every kind of every issue we're getting kind of into a pattern now. There's going to be some New Japan stuff. Um, Rai can't just leave his past behind. 
uh, someone's going to come follow him. Uh, Raijin is losing the battle in the real world, but he brings the T-Rex back to bite the robo-soldier in half. So, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're good to go. We're good to go. And Rai, and Rai wakes up. Meanwhile, the Red King, uh, whose uh, father's new uh, body, which, spoiler alert, is also bloodshot, uh, it's kind of just hanging out in a big, uh, weird, high-tech future city thing. Uh, his code monsters are flying around, I guess, in virtual space. And, you know, he wants to kill Rai. Uh, so much so obvious. Issue four. <laughs> I don't want to waste too much time on this. You, you get what's happening. Uh, we finally made it to Hope Springs. So this is the biodiverse grower commune. Humanity is trying to rebuild after the massive, massive failure of life on Earth. So here's the topical part, folks. <laughs> um, failure of life on Earth, yes. Um, by all appearances, that is something we are dealing with in the real world. And that is now. So um, this issue for me got very topical. Um I'm not a total, I'm not an expert on this. Uh, my area of science was something different. But um, given the way things look and how much greenwashing is happening out there um, and has been happening for quite some time, um, I would go towards the pessimistic side and say, hey, we're looking at rebuilding rather than averting the crisis at this point. So um, in the story, uh, we meet the few human companions who are rebuilding life on Earth. Um, and of course, one of Father's AI chunks has taken uh, refuge within the terraforming device. Uh, so that's the big dilemma here in this issue. And yes, Gilad turns up. My boy, Gilad. Uh, Gilad Anipada, Eternal Warrior. Uh, hey brother, don't mean to be that guy, but you're really not welcome here. Gilad gets all the best lines uh, from now on. Actually kind of turns into an Eternal Warrior book, to be honest. Um, and that's fine. I love that. Um, so the Robo Warriors are going to come. There's a big showdown. You get to meet the new Geomancer who is... Oh man, what's her name? Da -da -da, Karana is the Geomancer in this time period. Um, she is another Juan Jose Rip character. She appears to be wearing like just body paint, <laughs> which is um, which is similar to one or two of his other characters in uh, like Divinity books, uh, his other sci-fi books, which is really really weird. Um, I don't know. Fine, it, it's fine. And uh, there's like robot wasps and stuff flying around. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everybody is kind of talking about how Rai is just blind to the fact that you need to rebuild the ecosystem and it's not good enough just to uh, destroy those uh, bad guys, the enemies. It, you have to actually do something constructive. And hey, look, there you go. Um, pretty topical, I would, I would hazard. Very topical. Um, yeah. 
She says, uh, this is how you rebuild an ecosystem, Raijin, with humans integrated. You don't tear people from their lives of orbital luxury, dump them on the ground, and expect them to survive. So, yeah, there's uh, Eternal Warrior is, is back, or forward, whatever. And he, he just gets the best lines. I don't know. He, he, um, he just has this no, uh, BS down to earth, <laughs> uh, straight talking character in this one. And yeah, it kind of works. You know, it's been 2000 more years. He's seen a few things. Uh, the robo soldiers are coming. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They're mean. They're bad guys. I get it. Uh, the terror, terraformer looks cool. Uh, it's kind of like an upside-down giant tractor with all the pipes sticking out of it all over the place. You know, you get the idea. So um, it totally works. The art is a bit clean here. I would have I would have hoped for sort of more dirty look, more kind of uh, grimy um, salvage technology look, but whatever. It's all good. So the big showdown happens. Oh, before that, um, Gillard and Rai uh, have a huge uh, fight, which is good. Um, more great lines. Gillard punches out um, Rai, and uh, the leader of the terraformers just shouts, hells yeah! <laughs> uh, and Rai Jin says, oh dear. So, yeah, it's it's working pretty well. Um, who can beat Rai in a straight fist fight? Actually, Eternal Warrior can. Don't forget, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> uh, it's very good. So then the assault happens, and it's on to issue five. Again, these covers are just phenomenal. Uh, this time it is Ramon F. Bachs. And yeah, it's sweet. More like cartoony style, more like the Ninjak Killers style. Um, but with with added rye, so uh, just check out the covers, please. I'm sure you got the chance to find the covers. Just check this out. Uh, we have this full on assault now. I guess this is where Dan Abnett feels very comfortable. It really works. Um, you cut between like shots of individuals, uh, and then these hordes of super soldiers assaulting the building. Uh, no mistake, it's terrible, it's pretty terrifying. Uh, reap art is sometimes pretty gory and terrifying. Uh, so you see like the command uh, personnel telling, um, you know, sending out these desperate messages. Uh, they decide to destroy the offspring quick because that's what the robo-soldiers are getting. They're, they're here to get... Uh, Rai suggests the only way to kill them is to chop off their heads. So again, wow. Um, do not buy this book if you don't like a bit of gore. Or you can't handle a bit of gore because it's pretty scary. Uh, yeah, do not flinch. Bloodfather's warriors are nano-wear augmented. They will auto-repair all minor damage. <laughs> minor damage. So hard kills are required. Shink! And uh, Samurai Sword... Eternal Warrior says, me, flinch. <laughs> so, you know, some good lines. Uh, 
Raijin is um, removing the offspring, and he's kind of uh, having a heart-to-heart -heart with Karana, the geomancer. It turns out these robo-soldiers are actually people, humans, uh, who've been controlled by the AI, and um, a few more of them get chopped. Uh, but then, uh, for some reason, uh, it's taken a while, but Geomancer realizes she can just EMP a lot of them. So she just goes for it. Um, and uh, it doesn't affect the rise, so she just goes for it. Instantly, all these robo-suits uh, of the soldiers just melt away. Uh, and the people are sort of standing there looking very confused, uh, naked on the battlefield. And off they all run. So um, Eternal Warrior is like, no, wait, we, we've got them now. And Raya says, no, let them leave. Um, he'll just reboot them at this range, unlikely, but he could. Yes, and revise their nanoware to resist future EMP pulse damage so they come back better. In the end, they let them all go. You were right. Specifically, death came here because of the Red King, because of the offspring. Wiping out the offspring is priority survival. Rebuilding comes second. I shouldn't have got in your way. Being right is not a com competition, Gilad. I'm ashamed that this has to be a pro priority. I did not kill father proper properly. Shut up. I'm not. I'm saying this is not you. There's some pretty awesome um, wounded warrior dialogue here. It's really good, really good ending. Um, so they purged the uh, evil AI from the machine, and yay, it works again. But then you get the big twist. Um, we know that Rai wants to be human, fair enough. He wants to be a creature of peace, fair enough. But he's still a creature of this AI, the evil AI. And so um, you get the great ending line. I'm trying to be human so that when the time comes, I know how to die. Yeah, it's heavy stuff. Um, get some awesome pictures in the back of this one. Some awesome, uh, some awesome art in the gallery. I'm missing some pages from my uh, from my preview copy here. I'm a little bit sad because I would have liked to see more of this stuff. Uh, as I say, it's not usually my kind of thing. I am more of an Archer and Armstrong kind of guy. Um, Quantum and Woody was my second kind of uh, valiant go-to. Um, but I do love the Eternal Warrior stuff, and I guess they kind of hooked me with that. Um, and the new, like, Mad Max angle to all this, again, sorry, <laughs> trademark, um, the new kind of, like, post-apocalyptic angle to all of this, um, did I mention, who's that, who's that writer, John McCarthy? Um, you've got this kind of road, the road uh, going on there. Um, that, that totally got me uh, hooked. Uh, traveling down this lonesome road. Uh, so no longer is it this like uh, epic sci-fi in space. It's a uh, lone wolf and cub kind of thing on the road. Um, but with a little bit of this uh, 
ethical dilemma and what does it mean to be human and uh, a bit of Eternal Warrior kicking butt, <laughs> which is which is great. Um, and Rai just looks um, super cool in this one. Uh, he's got the... Somewhere he found himself a nice little uh, bamboo hat or whatever. It's made of, you know, uh, the round hat. And he's obviously going to wear a, a long kind of flowing cloak the whole time. Uh, whether that's necessary, I don't know. But he just totally looks a um, hundred times better than he did uh, in New Japan. Just it just totally works, you know. The wandering uh, Ronin warrior. He's out there on the road, and he's slowly going to come to terms with like this destiny to rebuild uh, humanity and rebuild life on Earth, and not just wipe out the bad guys. And I think that's great. I think that's lovely. Um, it's kind of a story for right now. Um, I just want to thank any listeners, both listeners, <laughs> for hanging on in there. Um, the awesome folks from the 2BT podcast, thanks so much for letting me have the chance to do this. Um, the folks at Valiant, wow, uh, stay strong. <laughs> um, yeah, and to all you fans out there, um, chill. Take time to recover for yourselves. Uh, take time out. Um, write in your journal. Uh, and then go out there and do the right thing. Um, be, a, be a creature of peace, okay? Um, that, is, that is very necessary. Okay. Um, it's the Bibliophile Adventures in the Valiant Adventures series. Saying adios. And stay valiant, people.